Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This morning, I want to do honor to Jesus Christ, and I'm going to give to you, because I know that all of us are intellectual thinkers, I'd like for us to really think about this person, Jesus Christ, so that it might move you beyond today to where you become a reckless lover of Jesus Christ. Now, there are going to be people that are going to shy away from you when you become a reckless lover. That means you're willing to do what others are not willing to do. Hello? That means you're willing to carry your cross where they won't. That means you'll go find a person that has been sabotaged by this world, and regardless of what they're saying in social media, you're going to go reach them and bring them in. By the way, the title of the message is The Ultimate Champion. Tonight, they're going to crown on the NCAA girl side a champion. That's so temporary. (laughs) And I love athletics. Tomorrow night, they're going to crown men. That is so temporary. Like next year, there'll be another one. But I want to introduce to you in just a moment the ultimate champion, none other than Jesus Christ. I want to give to you things that I want you to think about, and I pray that he burns it into your soul. That first of all, he was born. Secondly, that he died. Third, that he was buried. Fourth, he arose from the grave. You're going to have to deal with that. This is not a religious message. I want you to come eye to eye with the most reckless lover God ever put on this earth. His son, Jesus Christ. Oh, and by the way, the last one, I don't care what they're saying out there. The book says he's coming again. He is coming again. I'm telling you. So... It would really be cool if he kind of did that right now. That means I wouldn't even have to finish the message. That means we could meet him face to face. He's coming again, church. Or those who may be outside the church that want to come into the body of Christ. He's coming again. And the proof will be all of the other ones that I'm going to talk about for just a few moments. I know the Easter season. I know how much it means to all of us with our family and all of that. But I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will penetrate one or two people's minds. To where you'll start thinking about this person called Jesus Christ. Not about any doctrine, not about any religious persuasion, but one person, his name, Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate champion. You are either going to be reckless for him or you're wrecking yourself. Because this world will wreck you. For those of us that have been in the journey, we know that if you play long enough, the enemy is going to turn the apple cart upside down. I want to invite you into the family of God. I want to invite you kingdom that's eternal beyond this life i want you to think about the ultimate champion it's not ncaa champions it's not the girls or the guys and by the way they're already trying to forecast who's going to be in the world series and who's going to make the playoffs in the nfl i mean it's ridiculous what's out there but we can't hardly get the church to talk about the ultimate champion who's already finished everything it's all done Now, listen, I want to help somebody out here. 
There's been no one in this room that has been more rebellious back when I was than who I was at that time. So you can buck this all you want, but it doesn't change who he is. It just hardens your heart that much more. I'm praying that you will really intellectually consider who is this person, Jesus Christ? Why did I walk into a facility today on Easter Sunday? I want to say more than he is risen. I want you to know who he is. I want you to consider who Jesus Christ is. Because let's be honest, until you consider who he is, you'll never do anything reckless for him. You'll gauge everything out. You'll plan it out. You'll make sure you come out on the winning side. I want to tell you, sometimes when you follow Jesus Christ, it looks like you're on the losing side until you see him face to face. So I'm hoping this morning there will be some ridiculous, reckless lovers in here. So here's what I was thinking while that was being sung this morning. All in, all the time, all the way. So I can tell you right now who's going to win tonight and tomorrow night. That's going to be those players who are all in, all night, all the way. They're going to win, period. I don't know which team that's going to be. But when I start watching it, I'm going to know. Hold on now. This isn't about sports. There are those who are watching your life right now. They're watching to see if you're authentic, if you're real, if you're genuine, if you really step up to the plate and love when all the odds are against you. All the odds were against Jesus Christ when he walked down the Via Della Rosa, but he did not change his course. How's that for a little heat? How's that for just a little something, something? Jesus could have reversed everything and jumped into deity and showed the world his power, but he chose not to so that you and I could have his character. If you were to lay out before me this morning... um, I'll be an ultimate champion if I can walk in power. You'll never be an ultimate champion. I'm tying messages together right now for those that are here this morning. Listen, ultimately, it takes God's character in your life to make you an ultimate champion. Let's pray. Father, and for these few moments around your word, I pray that you will speak to our hearts. I pray that there will be some individuals that will walk out of here in just a few moments absolutely settled and convinced that Jesus Christ is the ultimate champion and that we need to follow him and that we need to become reckless lovers all in, all the time, all the way. Thank you. We won't even have to consider the cost because the cost has been paid. Thank you. Please stir our hearts. Stir them. And I ask that you would help me to deliver your word. And I am honored to stand before your people only because you have redeemed and only because you have changed and are changing. And I ask that you will continue to do that. So that out of this house will come people who follow the ultimate champion. And they can call themselves overcomers, even in the midst of the most difficult battles. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. The ultimate champion. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. I want to travel quickly like you saw those disciples running. I want to move quickly. So you're going to have to be locked in. You're going to have to be geared in so that you understand who the ultimate champion is. This is about one person this morning, and that person is Jesus Christ. Not about a denomination, not about a religion, not about a group of people, but one person, his name, Jesus Christ. 
1 Thessalonians 4.14 says, We believe that Jesus died and rose again. I'd like for us to uh, say that together. And I'll go slowly because I'm not sure if that one's actually on the screen because my messages are never finished when I send them to Pastor B. Hello. I'm working on these things after I send all the notes. Then I come up with some more stuff because he is always fresh and he is new every morning. If you feel like your life is stale, it's not because of Christ. I'm just hoping somebody grabs some information this morning. What you do with it is not my responsibility. It's yours. So when I feel like I'm stale and stiff and starchy and all of that, it's not Christ, it's me. Let's say together, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Mm -hmm. Bob Gass put it this way, the resurrection is what distinguishes Christianity from, other, from every other belief system in history. The resurrection. And I want you to know it wasn't a time in history, it's a person in history. Jesus said that he was the resurrection. Listen to this. See if anybody else can speak this bold. Ready? Listen. John 2, 19. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, meaning his body, and I will raise it again in three days. Wow, what a prediction. And then what a manifestation. Anybody else want to talk at that level? Oh, you know we do, but we don't live there. Come on, church. Come on, people. Come on, come on, stay with me, come on. Jesus answered them, go ahead and destroy this temple. And of course, they were thinking about a building, but he was talking about the body. And I will raise it again in three days. Wow. If I wasn't, in fact, while I was studying over the weekend, it was like, approach this as if you were an atheist or that you were agnostic. And really look at this through those lenses it will make you think about this person, Jesus Christ. John 11, 25, 26. Oh, by the way. The word says that it's already settled in heaven. So stop arguing. This is settled. Hold on. Here's another one. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. It is amazing how we'll launch out in foolishness off of what someone has said, but we won't be reckless based on the book. I want to invite somebody to be reckless based on the book. Base your life on what Christ has done, not what you're doing, what he has already completed, the book. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. John chapter 11, verse 25, 26. Jesus said to her, Oh, by the way, while he was worshiping and bringing us in to another level of worship. How many of you know that worship has levels? <laughs> oh, okay. There were 64 teams. There are now two. There are levels in business. There are levels in education. There are levels in philosophy. There are levels in athletics. And there's levels in worship. And he always wants you to go a little bit deeper. He wants you to be a little bit more reckless with your worship towards him. Let me talk to the daddies for a few moments, and I'm trusting I can get through this message. I've been thinking about God as father. How many daddies could handle what father saw when his son was mutilated, beaten beyond description, 
One verse said that his visage was without norm, as in could not even tell who that was. How many daddies in here could stand seeing their children handled like Jesus was handled, knowing that he was going to be rejected? Now, that's reckless love. <laughs> hmm. In John chapter 11, 25 to 26, I was looking while he was worshiping. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I went back through quickly the Gospels, and every Gospel closes with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you would put a professor above the Word of God? Really? Wow. Every Gospel closes with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whew. The reason I'm bringing that to your attention is right now I'm standing before you and that's a little nerve-wracking, but there's a day coming when I'm going to stand before him and that's unsettling. <laughs> Especially if I didn't deliver the word right. <sighs> Milan Lefevre used to sing, love God and hate sin. Most pastors try to please people, not God. John eleven twenty five to 26 says that Jesus said to her, and this is before his own resurrection, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. <laughs> Be careful. Don't put your words at that level unless you play there. <laughs> Let me read that again. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. My cousin and I were having breakfast this morning and I said, wouldn't it be cool if these other two chairs on both sides of the table were filled with our parents right now? Our parents aren't dead, they're just not here. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Listen, don't bring your word up against the eternal word. Ooh, I know what that's called for. Hello, hello. Let's finish up that verse. Whew. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Whew. So I'm looking over to my left, and I see close family friends, and I'm thinking about a former coach who's home with the Lord. Are you here to tell me I'm never going to see Coach Hammonds again? I'm reckless. You might want to run. I'm going to see Coach Hammonds again. I'm going to see Kelly Shepard again. How can you say that on the basis of the nature and character of God's Son? Amen. Not yours, not mine, His. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit right there for me. <laughs> so as we get ready to look at these five, let me just give you a quote by Tim Keller. He wrote a great book on Psalm 23. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that He said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? The issue on which everything hinges is not whether, is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. He's the only one that's kept me going. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Number one, he was born. Jesus, God's son, was born. Luke chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. All I'm doing is giving you scripture because that's all I can stand on. When you get to be my age, all this other stuff doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now. Muhammad Ali said this, I've had the whole world and it ain't nothing. How you like that? Now, have you ever played at that level? How many world championships do you have? 
How many people have you knocked out? Have you traveled the world? I know you traveled in your head, but where else have you been? Come on, church. This is not a playground. Sometimes the enemy will confront us to see if we really have reckless love. Let me say it one more time. He said, and I quote, I've had the whole world, and it ain't nothing. But what did Jesus say? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Jesus was born, listen closely, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Listen to Larry King, would you please? I'd like to ask him, that would be Jesus, if he was indeed virgin born. Because the answer to that question would define history. Can I break this down? Is it okay? As an educator, as an administrator, as a former coach, not one person that I know of is here without having a sexual relationship. But Jesus got here without it. Now think on that a little bit. That means he did not have an earthly father. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm presenting to you this morning the ultimate champion, Jesus Christ. Well, Larry King, I know you'll never have me on your program on CNN, but I can answer your question. He was born of a virgin. Secondly, not only was he born, but he died. And some of you are going, you know, this is kind of boring. What's holding you back then from being reckless for his love? If you know that he was born and you know that he died, why won't you turn it loose? Why will you not be reckless for his love and sharing that love and giving your life away for others. I think the man said, that would be Jesus, if you try to protect, I'm kind of putting it into our vernacular, you protect your life, you lose your life. But if you're willing to get, lay your life down, you gain life. Come on, church. Why are you protecting what you know? Release it. Become reckless in his love for others. Well, he died. Matthew chapter 27, check it out. Now from noon until three, darkness came over all the land. And at about three o'clock, Jesus shouted with a loud voice. This is what's really disturbing for me as a father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God the Father and God the Son created separation so that there would be no separation in our lives. But we still want to stay on the balcony. We still want to stay in the courtyard. We're a little nervous about putting it all on the line. <laughs> and then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. The enemy didn't take that. He laid that down. That was not a wimp at the cross. That was not a punk at the cross. That was God's son laying it down. Oh, check this out. And just then, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom, meaning no more will there be a wall. No more will there be separation. You can come anytime, anywhere, in any condition. I'm available. Just talk to me. <sighs> Billy Graham put it this way. God's, God proved his love on the cross when Christ hung, bled, and died. It was God saying to the world, I love you. The cross is the measure of God's love. So this morning, 
I was able to walk around and greet individuals and some that I haven't seen for a little while. And I could actually, from my heart, which is not natural, hello, put my arms around individuals and say, I love you. Because naturally, I don't do that. Because I know how fake that can be. But I saw individuals I haven't seen for a while and just to say, hey, I just want you to know I love you. But that's nothing compared to what God's wanting to say to your heart this morning. He's trying to get through to you and trying to tell you, I love you. I love you so much that I even separated myself from my son in those final moments so that you could have a relationship with me. Short term, long term. Well, how about eternity? <laughs> so the girls this evening are going to be playing for the little old championship, which will be over. And a new, a new group next year. But you can actually walk in reckless love right now, throughout life and eternity. One of my favorite writers, we're moving through this quickly, I feel. Hmm. Mahatma Gandhi said this, a man, this is Jesus, he's writing about Jesus, hello. By the way, this is supposed to be an upstairs message this morning. God is wanting to speak to your thought process. A man who was completely innocent offered himself as a sacrifice for the good of others. Now I almost want to stop preaching right here. Including his enemies and became the ransom of the world. It was a perfect act. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ. Well, let's go to number three. He was buried. God's son was buried. Well, my loved one passed, my loved one died. I had one of our young ladies come up to me to mention that uh, a young lady in the community just passed away this week in an accident. Is it over? No, it's not over. He was buried. Now, when it was evening, there came a rich man. <laughs> wow. His name was Joseph. He also, <laughs> a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate. Were you talking about reckless love? Whew. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Time out. So this past week, um, I found out that the uh, Apostle Paul movie is out. So we went to watch it. It would probably be boring for some of you. But I'm just wondering how many Christians would be willing to live like Paul and put their lives on the line. In Rome, reckless love. And he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. That's why I incorporated that quick story. What guts, what reckless love. Then Pilate ordered that it be given to him, and Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, placed it in his own tomb. <laughs> Most Christians give God the leftover. Or as an athlete, I, I'll really show out if you put me in slot one, two, three, and four in the batting order. But if you put me down at eight or nine, okay, I'll leave it all alone. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Powerful message. Let me read that again. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own tomb that he had cut in the rock. Wow. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Hey, check this out, church. Listen to this powerful quote. Robin's already heard it probably three to six times. Like, are you serious? Listen real close, please. The life of Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities. 
a virgin's womb and an empty tomb. (laughs) Jesus entered our world through a door marked no entrance and left through a door marked no exit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a religious moment. This is a moment for you to be encountered by Jesus Christ. Only two to go. He was born. He died. He was buried. Well, of course he arose. Mark 16, 6, God's son arose. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. Listen real close for those who want to play in reckless love. Just like the angels protected and guarded and overshadowed the life of Jesus Christ, if you walk in the will of God, he will protect you. I wish I could be at liberty to tell you some of the things that God has already done in this school year, how he's protected and how he's kept us from some things that could have gone awry. I don't believe in angels. Okay, the book does. I believe in the angels of the Lord that encamp round about those that fear him. So when you don't believe in angels, you don't fear God. Here's a quote by Pastor Adrian Rogers, who is home with the Lord. He's not dead. The resurrection is not merely important to the historic Christian faith. Without it, there would be no Christianity. It is the singular doctrine that elevates Christianity above all other religions. Last one. Ladies and gentlemen, he is coming again. (laughs) He is coming again. And I was singing along with my dad yesterday with power and great glory. He is coming again. That's why I can be reckless. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 17. He's coming again, church. I, I thought I'd break the news before you see it on CNN. He's coming again. He is coming again. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the most powerful moment on Easter Sunday to tell people not only did he come forth from the tomb, but he is going to come again with a shout. Listen to God's word. He's coming again. I might want to get ready. You may want to get ready. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command. Oh yeah, I think I want to be on that team. With the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ <coughs> and the dead in Christ will rise first. <laughs> so you still are skeptical? Why don't you start getting a little tent and go to a cemetery and stay there? We'll bring the food to you because you're going to get the shock of your life because when that trumpet sounds, those in Christ Jesus, they're coming out of there. That's what the word says. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. This isn't home. I'm about to finish a message, but we haven't finished the race of life yet. 
And God's looking for reckless lovers who will serve the ultimate champion, Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, before we close the book, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, it may not be on the screen. I kind of tucked this one in a little late. And behold, listen closely, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So you think it's all about Wall Street? You think it's all about your bank account? Let me read this again. This would be the lamb who's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now, when I share this illustration, I don't want you to feel like I'm putting down the ramblers because I was actually pulling for Chicago. I like the underdog. By the way, we were all underdogs. And the champion said, I'll go to the cross for him because I love my father. I love my father so much and I love his will that I'm willing to, all right, I'll go. And here's the thing that I picked up as I watched a little bit of basketball last night. Chicago had that. I got this. Man, I don't need him, that little short. I don't need this. Man, I got this. Man, I, I hear kids, I hear people say it all the time. I got this. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you think you got? I got this. Man, they build a 10-point lead twice. I got this. Man, it's inside eight minutes to go. They got this. They lost by 12. I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking about people who go, man, I got this. Man, I've made it this far. Got a nice account. Got this all paid for. Got this all paid for. Man, I got this. I'm following the ultimate champion that says that without me, you can do nothing. That's what the champion said. Champion said, without me, Dennis Weber, you can't amount to a hill of beans. You can't do it. But our communities are packed with people who have packed their minds with the culture of this world. And now they are convinced, I got this. And then the horn sounds. And the underdog has been stripped of their opportunity. God doesn't want, help me, Holy Spirit. God doesn't want to see anybody stripped in this room this morning. God wants every one of you to win because it is finished. It's complete. The work of the cross is done. He's available to you. Yeah, but guess what, Dennis? I mean, you don't have to call me pastor or any of that. It doesn't really matter. Titles don't mean a thing, by the way. I just want the Lord to strip all of it. Take it all. Just keep me with you but you don't know the things I've done I don't have to he does and he says I love you I love you I love you I love you and sometimes when people really are genuine and they look into your eyes and they say with no agenda by the way <clears throat> and they just look at you and say I, I love you I love you with the love of Christ I love you 
We don't know how to embrace that. We don't know what to do with that. You know why? Because we've been burnt. We've been hurt. We've been abused. We've been taken advantage of. People have stepped in, and then all of a sudden, they're like Judas, and they give you that friendly kiss. Goodbye. But I am saying to you this morning, the ultimate champion is here in the person of the Holy Spirit, and he cares desperately about you. This is your moment as we close the service. Listen, I have good news for you. He will not force you to take one step. He won't force you to raise your hand. He won't do any of that. He will not violate your will. I'm glad I lost that battle because I thought that was the battle. It was his will against me and let's get it on. Come on, do I, can I get a witness anywhere? No, oh, okay, wow, that's amazing. That was a struggle for me. Not anymore, I'm done. You win, show me how. You win, show me how. Others are more comfortable than I am probably with this because I never want to force, I just don't want to force anybody in. But if you're here this morning, you'd say, hey, guess what? Wow, the Holy Spirit is really, something's going on here. And I've started to think about this person, Jesus. Man, he was born without an earthly daddy. He got out of here with the stone in front of him. No entrance, no exit. This has got to be a different person. That's right. That's God's son. Maybe you're here this morning and say, you know what? I, I don't even know him. But you'd like to invite Christ. You have no guarantee that you'll be here tomorrow. You know, I have, we have a family here whose son went home to be with the Lord this past week. And then the story that I told you about out there near Fowler's Bluff. You have no guarantee that you're going to make it tomorrow. I'm not trying to backdoor you into the kingdom. I just want to make sure you understand heaven to gain, hell to shun. That's why he died. But you're hearing you say, hey, just do me a favor. Will you remember me in prayer this morning? Now, if you just want to raise your hand, I won't call you out. Anybody here that just say, hey, just remember me in prayer. I want to make sure that my salvation. Yep. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. In a moment, we're going to give these guys a big ovation. I got you. I know you. I love you. Anybody else? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.